Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. It's Tuesday. <laughs> and it's, it's oops, it's seven seven. Oh, that's cool. Seven that's seven. Cool. I love I love numbers that you know do fun things like that. Um, zero seven zero seven two zero two zero. I don't have anything to say except for have fun. I know. It makes me want to like research the spiritual meaning of seven. Yes. Especially double seven. Lots of power there. We had a uh, gorgeous full moon this last weekend. Did you see it where you were or was there too much uh, firework smoke in the air? Um, No, we saw it. Um, Yeah, it was. um, Yeah, actually, I, I love a full moon. So um, some people dislike the energy that, you know, that's an intense energy. Um, but this time around for me, it was, was kind of lovely. Yeah. I, um, I set out my baubles I did I too. My and my necklaces and my bracelets and my waters. I have these three like clear water, like they were wine jugs that I put water in. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because about, I don't know, three or four months ago, I was going through a drawer in my kitchen and I found these old crystal like wine bottle stoppers mm. that we had gotten for our wedding. Nice. Like they were, and they were just these beautiful, I mean, beautiful pieces of art that yeah. we've never used. Yeah. Like there's no such thing as leftover wine here. Like <laughs> we open a bottle, we drink the bottle. Right. Yeah. And so I'm now using those in the top of these beautiful, clear wine bottles mm. uh, for the water. And I love it. It's like, oh, look, they can come out of hiding. That's awesome. And they're crystal. So they're getting charged. They're soaking in this beautiful, positive energy from our creator. And um, it makes me happy. Yes. And you and, and you and I both like to use the moon water in our bath as yes. a charge. I do. There's something so magical about that. Um, you know, saying a little prayer, like this is a nightly thing for me. I know you take yours in the morning, um, which is kind of nice. We kind of balance it out. <laughs> like you're doing it in the morning from the east coast i'm doing it in the evening from the west coast uh there's it's a little prayer like i just i say a little prayer and i do three little bloop, bloop, bloops. It's ritual you know ritual. leaning in being present uh, it's so important especially right now oh my goodness however we do have a flow to keep us on track because <laughs> we could talk for hours and hours and hours and, and that flow starts with you helping us get yeah. centered with some breathing and you are teaching us this breathing from a new place today I am. I am I am in a tiny little cottage 
in the woods in Candler, North Carolina. So I have gone away um, from my, my life and my family to sequester myself into a writing retreat so that I can finish my book. So um, it's kind of lovely. It's tiny, um, but I am surrounded by words um, and books and research and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I'm in a happy place for sure. Sometimes but, tiny and more simple is, it's simply what our soul needs, right? Well, especially like we live a pretty big life, right? We have lots of heartbeats that we care for, you know, lots of kids around all the time because it's our kids and their friends. And, you know, even in the quarantine times, you know, it's still, um, we have a full house. And so it's very distracting. Um, and so I've learned that one of my rituals is when I have big work to do, I really have to isolate myself, um, you know, so, um, and sort of creating that space, that room in between, you know? Yes. And thank goodness for partners like Stacy who are like, all right, I will care for the heartbeats. Yes. While you go. That's it. And that's what she said. Basically, she's like, you got to get out of here. You, you got to go. And um, that permission to do so um, is truly a gift. So um, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, all righty. Let's we are going to I'm going to take off my sweater because I'm having a hot flash again. That menopause thing or perimenopause, whatever you want to call it is. You know, I'm reading this wonderful book right now called The Burning Woman, and <laughs> you know, it's so good. I highly recommend everybody getting it. So when I have these hot flashes, I remind myself that this is just my fire inside, just getting yes. stronger. And that's one of the beautiful things about aging, right, is that we care less about external stuff, and we're really focused inside on stoking our own flames. So if you're mm. out there in your, what do you call it, summer something? Summer, summer personal summer personal summers yes whatever it is instead of like trying to flip that dialogue instead of being like i hate the hot flashes thinking yes my personal fire is rising so that's what i'm telling I love you. it all right let's go ahead and find that comfortable seat um grounding through the feet through the sitting bones lifting tall in the spine finding that extra inch lifting through the crown just taking a couple of clearing, cleansing breaths here so that we bring our awareness to the very tip of our nose and just start feeling the air coming in and leaving the nose. Just pull that belly in toward that spine and notice that simple action of pulling the belly in creates that lift in the spine and just find that extra inch here. And today's breath is a four-part breath or square breathing. And this is to cultivate a sense of well-being, stress release, and also for concentration. So all important things needed right now. So we're going to breathe in for the count of four. Hold at the top of the breath for four. Exhale completely four. And hold at the bottom of our breath for four. So inhale, two, three, four. Holding here at the top of the breath, three, four. Exhale completely, three, four. And hold the bottom of the breath, three, four. And just repeat, creating that beautiful square breath. Noticing any shifts in your body and your bones. And then when you're done, just a big cleansing breath in and exhale deeply, completely through the mouth. Yay. Let it go. 
I love that. That reminds me of I've been using a new yoga app mm. called Daily Daily Yoga. Ooh, nice. And one of the one of the it's they're 20 minutes, right? Like mm-hmm. well, I guess you could choose. Yeah, I think there's you can choose. Like there's even some that are like five minutes, right? Like centering mm-hmm. weekly. Um, but one of the gals that uh, recommended it to me a couple of years ago just sent me a new one. And this breath is for yeah, breath breathing is in everything in the the latest practice that I tried the last oh, few nights. Wow, we're always so synchronistic, right? <laughs> I love that. Well, and it's you know four has always been uh, it's an aw- it's an awkward number in like visual representation, like I remember learning and marketing like threes, mm-hmm. threes, do threes, 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 threes. Um, but the, the number four kind of comes right alongside that and kind of creates that foundation, right? Like the cornerstones for your threes. And yeah, I agree with that. I'm coming up a lot lately. It's very interesting. Well, um, squarely that the world was built for four. As a family of five, you know, everything comes in a four pack, a four, you know, a family four pack, you know, it's, so it's funny how like the world sort of honors the four instead of the, the threes or the fives. Yeah, isn't, you know, it, well, I think this United States does that yes. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they do that a lot. You're right, a family four pack. Um, Season two, mm-hmm. four to the hockey games. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting how there at some point certain norms were put into place and they became accepted, yeah. even though they aren't necessarily acceptable. Yeah. And I, I do feel like that's happening. To, a lot of things are in the midst of being shaken down, moved around, burned to the ground so that they can be rebuilt in a way that is more accepting uh, and more acceptable, right? And And that's, you know, we, well, let's talk about what's in our cup first, okay. because mine is so delicious. I feel like I'm gonna, it's gonna be done in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the, today for me, um, I am drinking a tea that my sweet niece Nicole gave to me, and it's from the Art of Tea, the company, the Art of Tea. Mm-hmm, yeah, beautiful brand. It's a beautiful brand. Yes, I was wondering if you knew them. I'm, I'm not surprised that you that you do, but I love the really long cylinder the tea comes in. I do too. It's it's so beautiful. So she kind of got me hooked on it uh, maybe four or five years ago. And um, I was in there with my little tong scoopers, these, just like my favorite way to make my one cup. Mm-hmm. And um, I was realizing, oh my gosh, I only have like two scoops left. <laughs> but it's their Earl Grey cream. Ooh. So it kind of tastes like the London fog that I was sharing mm-hmm. about last week. And you were like, Ooh, be careful not to put, you know, animal milk in there. Okay, <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm not going to remember that term, but yes. Uh, and so this, I don't know how, it's just the, this beautiful black tea uh, fused blend that makes it feel like it has the cream in it, but mm. without cream. And I now thank you for correcting me and making me better in my tea drinking habits, because why not allow all of the benefits to come out as often as possible? Well, that doesn't mean I will put cream in it. Yeah, you can enjoy the cream every now and then. Just know that. Just know that you also maybe you have one cup steeped with you know the first steep is without the cream and the second steep is adding cream, right? Yes, yes. And my my cup we've seen you've seen my cup before. She's got her sweater on again. I love because, that because it is you know it's it's a little chill chilly 
and it's more drizzly. So it's a kind of that bone chilly feel, yeah. which I personally love because I can put my slippers on and put my tea cozy sweater on. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been really perfect here, like in the 70s. Mm. Perfect light breeze, perfect for hiking and, and, you know, enjoying a walk in my summer dresses and my awesome new walking sandals, which I'll share about next week. Because uh, I want to give them another week before I give them the full on approval. But it's been so nice to wear sundresses on my walks. <laughs> How about you? Did you pack a teacup or are you using a teacup from there? I actually I did not pack a teacup. I did pack my tea kettle, my electric tea kettle, which is something that I think everybody should have. But this is the cup that was in the cupboard. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's hand thrown pottery. Looks like it's probably local. There's a lot of pottery here in the mountains. Um, but this is my own concoction. It is a whole lemon. It is honey, cayenne, cinnamon, turmeric, and a little bit of black pepper. Um, and it's sort of a just a mental boost gives me the kick. The turmeric has the um, anti-inflammatory with the cinnamon. So I feel like it's just a, an all over great blend. So I challenge people to, when we think about teas, it's not just the blacks, the whites, the oolongs, the greens. It also is any kind of uh, process of using plant material and herbs to create a drink. So I love that. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that part of your personal summer is in that cup. <laughs> well, the cayenne. <laughs> that sounds a little hot to me. <laughs> well, the cayenne is intentional to keep the heat while I'm rising, right? The, the passion, the energy burning while I'm writing. Um, because yeah. I'm here by myself and it's a little, um, it could be a little sleepy and it's also rainy here. And so, and a little bit cool. And so for me, this is kind of like perfect napping weather. Um, but I'm trying to uh, create a little bit of heat um, so that I can use this time to crank and not um, and not uh, just snooze it away. Yes, finding finding our rhythm, right? Yeah. Finding our rhythm, especially because you are on a retreat, and so some of it does need to rest needs to be woven in. Yeah, but yeah, it sure is easy to lay down on those quiet, lazy afternoons, and like four hours later, you're like, whoopsie doodle. Well, and like, this is a luxury for me, right? And I acknowledge the fact that there aren't many times when I do get a pass out of my life. Um, and so it would be, um, I don't want I just don't want to waste it. Yeah, I love that. So today, um, we are talking about the, uh, affor the Moxie affirmation from yesterday. And I'm loving this flow, Molly, because it is, it is actually encouraging me to look at I mean, I've all, all year long, I've looked at last year's affirmation and said, what does that mean to mm -hmm. me this year? Like, mm -hmm. what what is on my heart to share with my community uh, around these words this year? And I think it's a combination of our conversations here on Spill the Tea. It's um, also COVID, <laughs> right? Yeah. The shelter in place and, and the quiet time that we're experiencing because of that. It's also because of all of the all of the social unrest that is also inspiring me to look at things differently. And, you know, we were talking in the green room earlier about how 4th of July felt just simply different for me this year. It wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was different. I thought about the day differently. Um, I, and these, this whole season is kind of being reflective on the mm -hmm. words we use, um, the choices we make, the friends we take with us into the next next place. And so when this was the 
was the affirmation. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, like really, we're going to be talking about doors of possibility are opening for me and closing doors are divine protection. Like that is exactly what is happening to us every single week. It is. I love the fact. I think this should be part of the practice too, where every year you go back through the same affirmations because there are very few things or moments where we can actually track our growth, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're just in this constant state of doing and reaching. But what I love about this affirmations from year to year is the fact that it gives you a chance to reflect not only one year to the next, but just how you're changing and, you know, as a human, it's kind of amazing, actually. Yes. Well, and, you know, here again is one of those, the opportunities, right? The, what, what is next? Yeah. And and so I, what I'd love to encourage everyone who's listening live or to the replay or to the podcast in a few days is what have what have you always done that you're feeling like isn't quite working for you anymore? And because that's kind of where I, I feel like sometimes it doesn't slam in your face. The door doesn't necessarily slam in your face, right? It doesn't slam shut. Sometimes it's merely like an annoyance, you know, like maybe it's every time the door opens downstairs and it kind of creates that rattle in your door and it distracts yeah. you. Or like a windy screen porch door that just kind of, you know. Yeah, like those are, that's that I truly believe that, that that is God's poke, the gentle mm-hmm. poke, right? And the there's something bigger here for you. You're and I'm I'm I don't want you to have to learn the lesson with a big slam door. <laughs> and these affirmations actually, I feel like there was a was a point where I was like, what is next with these? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we sat down and, and then Beth joined us at the table and we said, well, let's turn them into a book and let's full steam ahead on that. And then COVID. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, now what? Like, I don't want to stop this process. Yeah. However, so that, so the door of launching a Moxie on fire book in the midst of shelter mm-hmm. in place didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. The affirmations though felt right. Yes. Felt right. And now and I feel like every week it gets louder and louder. You listened well. You listened well. You listened well, daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you listened well. And this week, in particular, because we've had so many people who have stepped into their sovereignty, to use your word, mm-hmm. um, into their power and using their voice to be an ally, not a savior. Yeah. That they are losing. Doors are closing. Mm-hmm. with followers and friends and clients and they're feeling stressed about it. Mm. Well, and, yeah. yeah. I, well, I, this always, this comes back to me with a, just a general understanding of the a scarcity and abundance, right? Yes. yes. You know, we are programmed to have the scarcity mindset. It is what drives economics, you know, and you know, it really is this programming of our culture. And so when things let go, it's scary, right? Because we are we're programmed to think that is, that's it. But the abundance mindset is the re. I mean, and for me again, like the the metaphor or the reminder is open up, you know, a cucumber. There's hundreds of seeds in there. Yes. We should not have hunger in our world. Period. Right. If we had the knowledge to, you know, preserve and save seed and then replant. Right. Like, the design is perfect for an abundance, right? We're just subscribing to scarcity. And so again, if we remember when things are leaving and doors are closing, it's just, it truly is because we're making space 
energy time for the next thing. And I really believe that's not just positive self-talk because it's um, proven itself over and over in actuality in my own life. Um, And so it's, and I do think, you know, one of the criticisms, you know, with affirmations is like, well, it's not action, it's just talk, but we have to remember that our action follows our thought, right? Yes, yes. We have to put the effort somewhere. So we're either going to be spilling energy without intent, or we're going to be spilling it with purpose or pouring with purpose. And that is what is going to drive and change our, our remembering and our, you know, of the, of the abundance. So it's not easy, but you know, every time you slice a tomato or you, you know, open an orange and you see the seeds or the apple seeds or the whatever it is, just remember, these are the seeds of possibility. They are abundant. Yes. Preach it sister. I, it's so, it's so true. And you know, uh, over the years, I've I've learned certain things around affirmations, right? Like it can it can simply be you just saying words. Yeah. And, and I don't think that really does a whole lot. If you don't actually believe the words, it c- it can actually plant shame, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, and worthy. If you don't really believe you're worthy, it can make you feel shameful that you don't think you're worthy. However, there are, are workarounds around that that are, are very spiritually based, that are very biblically based, right? As a, uh, uh, well, I'll change it just a little. As a woman thinketh, she becomes, <laughs> you know? I mean, this that is straight out of the big book. And mm-hmm. if we can feel how we'll feel when we do feel worthy, then we actually are opening ourselves up for that abundance mindset, That's right? It. And so when we're feeling like, um, in this case, when we're talking about, oh my gosh, if I write this post, I'm going to lose friends. The que- the follow-up question is, are those really people you want in your life as friends if they don't align with this thing that's so important to you that you want to put it on your Facebook profile? Or allow you the grace to have differences and exploration and be curious about something that you may or may not have answers to, right? Right. And right. that is that is the piece that I think we're forgetting is while everybody right now, I mean, if we just, if we were to, my, my friend David Baldwin, he actually spoke at Inman um, a few years ago about um, his book, it was called Belief Economy and, and how it, you know, anyways, not to digress, but he, when I was interviewing people for my book years ago, and he said to me, Molly, you have to be careful. Whenever you're writing anything and putting you know, a stake in the ground, he's like, if I wish I had just put some of my thoughts with a question mark on the end instead of a period, and then people would have taken it for the spirit of which I had intended. But the fact that he said a statement instead of asking, a, asking he's like, everybody became an armchair critic. Well... And not so, everybody, because, right. and and so and that is that is where we are talking about today is that point that point where I don't have to agree with everything you say, Molly. I don't have I don't you and I don't believe one hundred percent the exact same things. Yeah. However, I honor who you are. Mm-hmm. I honor our connection. I honor our friendship. Uh, I honor your family. And so if you say or do something that feels out of alignment with who I am and I feel strongly enough about it where I want to say, I'm curious about 
what you said around this, or tell yeah. me more of how you feel around that. That's, those are the people that I want in my world. I want people to ask me questions. I want people yeah. to, to be curious and to push me and to, to shine a light on areas where I might, I might actually be totally off the rails. Your blind spots. Yeah, we it, all have them. We all have them. And so I, I want people to ask the tell me more uh, questions. I want people to shine a light on that and say, you know, um, that was a little off off topic or off color for you. Like, where did that come from? What did you read? Because that's what that's where the iron sharpens iron, mm. right? That's mm -hmm. where, or um, your analogy of you know that our our truest beloveds are more like grit than mm. grease, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that they refine us. And um, my friend Mia, who I, you've seen a couple of her shows, and and she will definitely be involved with more things that we're doing in the future. She's she's changing all of her her bios on social media to, to say mouthy activist. I love it. And she's, she's, <laughs> she's so good. You know, it's kind of, it reminds me of uh, my the, creating my tagline about Saxon sass and moxie. Yes. Right. About like telling the world what they're going, get ready, like yeah. put your seatbelt on. If you think you're going to leave a conversation with me feeling Zen, it's not going to happen. Yes. Like I, I want to, I want to weave in, um, things like breathing and meditation, but when you leave my presence, you'll be fired up. It's inevitable. And, and so she's saying this and she's, she's talking about how even, even yeah. at whatever, however old she is, she was born in uh, mid sixties. She's like, I was taught to be a good girl. Oh, like yeah. being a good girl was what I was supposed to be. And so even now in her fifties, while she's in the middle of a personal summer, <laughs> she's like, I have shame. These these people come into my world, into my space where I'm sharing my beliefs and they try and tame me and quiet me. And I have that blip, even as a mouthy activist, that I need to be a good girl. Maybe yeah. I should have said that. And that it takes the lionesses around her to go, oh, no, no. Yeah. Sister. Like your song is perfectly on point. Keep singing to help remind her, even somebody who's willing to put mouthy activist has those issues. They feel the pain of the door closing. Yes. Of the people leaving because it might, and here we come right back down to it, money. It might affect my right. financial security. It is, but that goes to this idea of right living, right? Yes. And for me, right living is the um, ability to make a living that is not compromised by um, any of my values. And, that, and, and the thing is, that is different for each of us. And I just want to acknowledge that, right? And our values and our, we're all so beautifully different. So my right living will look very, very different than someone else's right living. And there's plenty of space for that, for everyone to create right living. Yes. For themselves and for everyone in their, in their sphere or whatever. But what you were saying, I got this beautiful visual when you were talking about, you know, the mouthy activist and the lioness, you know, all of a sudden sort of shrugging away. But it's, it's, it's also for the rest of the crew to stand alongside, right? Not just yes. like encouraging with words, but knowing that other people are showing up exactly who they were born to be as well. And that is also going to look really, really different. You know, I, I have a really different energy than other people, you know, and I am not necessarily the mouthy activist. I mean, maybe at home. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, hmm, I wonder what Stacy would say. <laughs> yeah, maybe at home. Yeah, she gets the, the best and the worst of me, um, for sure. But, 
you know, that's just not how I show up in the world. And that is also okay. And I think part of what we were talking about is there's this thing happening right now with movements and it's you're either on board or you're not. And I don't know if that jives in my bones because we all show up so differently and we have different roles to play. If we were all picking the vegetables, the garden is going to be barren. Some of us need to be sowing the seeds. Some of us need to be fertilizing the soil. Some of us need to be watering the plants, you know? And so we just have to remember that. Like, where's my Where's my little flag? Woo! <laughs> we just... my little teacup flags. <laughs> yes, yes, yay. It's so true. Well, and what pops pops into my mind when we're talking about this is that if we if we could simply rise above ourselves for a moment and see the tapestry that is being woven below us yeah. and how everyone has their own their own thread their own way their own color their their own recipe for doing what it is that they're here to do on this planet that we would be more forgiving we would be more embracing of others we would welcome the open door and we would welcome the closed door because we would know that it there is something bigger than us happening. And I, I feel like those who see that, who see the matrix, if you will. I know. Sometimes I'm like, I got the glitch in the matrix, you know. <laughs> oh, you just saw the black cat. Um, that once you yeah. see the matrix, once you've or or once you've experienced it, right? Once you've experienced that true connection with other people, that collaboration does create magic. It does. And and that, uh, I know we talked about this maybe four or five weeks ago about how if we're all going at 100, 100 speed, then we're all exhausted at the same time yes. versus us, versus it being more like a relay race, mm -hmm. right? Like we each take a punt, whoosh, go, 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 like run your heart out, do your thing. Um, yeah. I feel like it's kind of in the middle now of that for me, right? Where mm -hmm. I'm enjoying daily walks. Mm -hmm. Someday they some days they feel more like power walks. Other days I'm strolling and picking wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And the wildflower days are just as important, mm -hmm. if not more important than the power walk days, because I can see my mood changing and shifting. And uh, you know, I've been challenging myself during this time to take take a look at daily self-care, like actual daily self-care, not weekly, but what am I doing every day? And so I've been using my watch. I know, I know you're not a fan of the, zzz from the watch. You, it. you know, it triggers my ADD. Yeah. It, um, but I'm on like, no joke, like day 67 of self-care, 67 days in a row of, you know, this, you know, this 30 minutes of, of exercise, an hour of walking, you know, standing at least 15 minutes in each hour, like these, these goals and I can feel the difference. I feel how I'm interacting with other people is different. I feel like how I'm looking at myself is different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're also talking about here is when we finally figure out our own rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. Do, am I an early riser or do I like to sleep and snuggle until nine o'clock in the morning? Do I like to take naps or do I not like to take naps? Do I want to read in bed at night or do I want to lay and listen to somewhere, someone read to me on Audible? Like, mm -hmm. What are the days that are, that are my ideal days? And that allows us to be more open to other people's ideal days because we mm -hmm. finally realize, oh my gosh, it looks totally different than 
you know, what that book over there told me was the ideal morning strategy. I know. Well, that's it. And I just think that um, I have a rule and I don't follow it, but I'll share it. <laughs> I love that. There's triggers, right? When we say always mm. and never, mm-hmm. those should be those the two trigger words to stop what you're going to say. Because things aren't always or never. Yes. So it, like if you're talking about someone, she always does this. You know, no, you know, it's, it's a piece. And usually those pieces that are, you know, stoking a flame, it's actually stoking your, your own flame. Something inside of us that needs, you know, the presence. If yes. they, the universe is the mirror. Yes. You know, and so whatever is showing up is our work to do as well. You know, that's super humbling. For sure. You know, that reminds me of in, in White Fragility. Did you get through that book? Did you read I, it? No, I didn't. I, I I got, I started reading it and then I got this Burning Woman book. And honestly, the Burning Woman book is just <laughs> like. <laughs> the Burning Woman took over. Um, the Well, the audible version of White Fragility is is really good. Yeah. So, um Anyways, <laughs> regardless of if you read it or not, there's yeah. a part where she talks about, um, similar to what you're saying, is that in in the early days of our country, how how the white population actually saw the black population was through the lens of their own inequities, their own shortcomings. Hmm. So I'll give you an example: a, a slave owner actually saying that black people are lazy, a person who does nothing all day, but give another person money to do work, calling the person doing the work mm-hmm. lazy. Yeah. I mean, when you step back, you're like, oh, yeah. so ludicrous. Uh, but this is, you know, you're dealing with your own shizzle going on right inside here. You're seeing, wow, I'm an able-bodied person and I am, well, in, in a lot of cases, not even paying right? Um, The person who is slaving for me, who is working for me, doing my work, who's the lazy one? Like, oh, sorry, just because they've been working for 10 hours straight, they want to stop and have a drink of water that makes them lazy. Mm. Um, But so where are we doing that for ourselves? I think that, again, self-reflection. And and part of, I think, a lot of the doors closing in this, Molly, are doors on our thought processes. What we we thought three months ago Mm. is flipped upside down yeah that's growth though right yeah again like thinking of the fires in australia where everybody is panicking about these fires in australia and it is devastating but as soon as the flame stops the growth comes back up right yes yes we live in a cyclical world it is not linear and i feel like if there is anything the universe is screaming at us is to remember her cycles right and we burn things so that it can nourish the soil so that it can grow i mean and it is a rhythm a circle a system and we are been too far outside of the natural rhythms for too long because we are trying to impose our will and force things on you know and instead i think we're being asked to work with and 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 co-create um instead of this sort of masculine feminine this masculine energy of of brutal force. I do want to address this idea of self-reflection because it is twofold. For me, um, the big self-reflection or the spiritual self, like who are we and why do we exist and what is my role in this cosmic play, all of those things, you know, the big ways or the what's, 
and who's, um, but the more sort of subtle or hard work is the, and that's the capital S self, right? That's the, you know, the big self. It's the small S stuff. It's the, your shadow side, you know, it's your ego, it's your darkness. And we all have it. You can't have light without dark, right? Again, if we look to nature as a model, we have the sun, we have the moon, and it, we have this movement around the sun that creates these light and dark patterns, right? So we yeah, are different, yeah. right? Yes. And, um, you know, I think we have, as a culture, just really repressed and hidden the stuff that we don't want other people to see because it's ugly and it's this and it's that and it's all of the insert whatever shame, you know, in there. But that stuff is actually as important to study and to look at as the big questions, because I think it's what makes this particular body and this particular moment and this particular life meaningful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, and and the, the concept of, of cycles, I mean, everything is in a cycle. We're in some stage of a cycle at some point. And I, what I'm hearing you saying is at some point we wanted to control that cycle as opposed to letting it flow naturally. Right. Um, the and, and some of it has been great. Right. Some some, you know, getting getting amidst there is allowed, you know, countries to expand and grow. But then we have this food issue. Mm -hmm. But you know, medicine, the cycle of life has changed because we've got all these medicines that keep people alive longer. Yet they're not necessarily thriving in that mm -hmm. old age. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so there's certain things I think that we've we've gotten off off track. And so looking at that, looking at maybe maybe time the time right now is to actually be the person who's closing some of those doors, right? What have we let in yeah. that is no longer serving us or serving our families or serving our communities um, that we serve, right? Mm -hmm. That there could be, whether it's a thought pattern or a product, uh, a, a, yeah. whatever, right? There, there are so many things that, that we now have the best reason ever Mm. to make decisions. We are in this reset, time of reset, this, um, like I'm, I'm, I feel done with talking about the, the pause, yeah. right? Like I feel like we paused and now we, we must move into the resetting. We must start taking steps out. And it doesn't mean we have to go outside yet. Mm. <laughs> if you're not ready to go outside, you don't have to go outside. Yeah. But I do think that we need to get out of the mindset of I'm waiting for something. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think discernment too plays right into that. Um, that's not something I have been historically good at. I'm a pleaser. And so just sort of acknowledging that, um, you know, I know that about myself. And so it can lead to saying yes to too many things and not what, yes, what's right to me, right? And you're a great guide for this. You're, you're one of, I hear your voice in my head now, like when you're saying yes to something, it means you're saying no to something else, whether you know it or not, right? Because your your energy and your time is, is um you know, we there. You can't do everything. Um, <laughs> There's an everything. Nothing yeah. or everything are also always and never. Yeah, exactly. So it is. It, you know, but being able to cultivate a sense of discernment of what is right for you, and you know, being able to say, you know, and and get very clear about, um, you know, choices, is I think absolutely a part of that mix. Um, and it that is a cultivated skill. I do actually, I'm seeing comments here and Kathy, I don't know who Kathy is, but she's saying nature as a model, cosmic clay, the cosmic play with a P, um, that is just a, a metaphor for this 
the dance of life or whatever that we're, we're all in together, this experience of humanity um, in this time and place is, um, you can Google it. There's lots of, there's lots of uh, anecdotes about the cosmic play uh, and then nature as a model, um, nature as a, the cycles of nature as a model for teaching us about um, how you, if we were in a forever summer, there would never be a, a period of, of death and, you know, so that the, the soil can be renourished so that when spring, the flowers can bloom, you know, so really understanding and looking to nature as a teacher, there is wisdom there. And the, any gardener knows um, how important it is to observe cycles um, and cycles, particularly in business are really, really important to understand so that when we see triggers, we understand what cycle we're in and that we're not overreacting or underreacting to um, data. So. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I, I see her comments now. Um, well, it, I think that it's, I mean, there's songs, right. It, in, in every season for every season, there's the, the need for us to have forest fires is a real thing. I mm -hmm. was on a girl's trip to the grand Canyon mm -hmm. and we did, have you ever been to the grand Canyon? I, you know, I have kind of ish, um, but not the way that you're, I haven't done like a trip to the grass. I've, I've driven by it. So. Yes. Yeah. So we, we didn't camp in it or anything. We just did a day trip. So where you walk in and you kind of walk the, the mm -hmm. rim and we sat in this little theater and we watched this movie about mm -hmm. how, and this is a great example for the control, like controlling the cycles, right? Mm -hmm. It was actually talking about how do you, on the, on the East coast, did you have Smokey the bear? Yes, we still do. Yeah. He comes okay. out with a little sign with like a yellow warning or whatever. Yes. And so they, they actually talk about how Smokey the Bear actually did a disservice to the forestry industry because mm -hmm. we, we became like, don't do this, don't do this. And so people, of course, did it and start setting fires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and also the flip side of that there is beauty when the forest burns down. Mm -hmm. Like we need the cycle of fire. The thing is, is we've just encroached as humans on so much land that those fires are even though they're natural and god intended to happen that we try to control them and we're like oh my gosh they're gonna burn our homes down when it actually it's like it's needed for that cycle to happen in the soil in the earth to create all of the nutrients and and all of the minerals and all of the things that we need to grow more abundant gardens to grow stronger trees to grow like to, yeah. to uncover the mushrooms that we love to have in our salads fire is required. And uh, it was so eye-opening to me. I thought, isn't that interesting that that something that we, that the government was like really passionate about, like we're going to stop forest fires. Mm. But the, the, the flip side of that wasn't as good as they intended. And so now what they're talking about at, inside the Grand Canyon is they actually like intentionally set the forest on fire there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they have these huge, and we saw them doing it. We're like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Like these huge like flamethrowers where they mm -hmm. burn controlled, but but they're still burning it down because they realize now it's a necessary part of the cycle of the yeah. forest is for it to do that. And so, um, you know, what what in our lives are we, again, are we shoving something in the door to keep it open instead of allowing it to naturally close, whether that's a relationship or a, a business client or a thought process. It's, it's so important. One of the, um, one of the points that I kind of the entry points underneath the affirmation this week was that I love the idea that all possibilities exist, all possibilities exist. Mm -hmm. And with every choice we make a whole new set of possibilities is created. Um, 
I, this thought process uh, on, on that side, and then the flip that when a door closes, it is divine protection, mm. allows for, has allowed for me to mm. look at all change so differently. Mm. To say, ooh, okay, so I said yes to this. Now, all the possibilities are still there. They're just new. Yeah. And I, it's there's always some new possibility that's around every yes and every no. There's always mm. divine protection, and I I rarely know it. Um, yeah. I think it was Garth Brooks. I don't think <laughs> I really talk about country music very often, but wow, I, you know we're coming full circle if we're getting if we're going to squeeze in a Garth Brooks mention here. Wow. Well, in the in the late '90s, my my brother, who was a true cowboy, like actually the road bulls kind of stuff, right? Okay, yeah, legit. Um, legit. Like he. He really got me into country music. And there's a song called, and the, the words were, um, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Oh, I love that song, actually. Yes, me too. I still love <laughs> it. Because the, the, I, I truly believe it, that God knows better than we do. And, yeah. and the things that we so desperately want that we're gripping onto, that, that we believe that it's the only thing that's going to make us happy, that friendship is the only friendship that's going to fill me, that, that, relationship that that thought process that I've always thought is yeah. the only one that's that is right that as we squeeze that it's just it's holding us back and yeah. letting it go and um, you know the the need to plan every single moment of every single day of every single year has just become less and less mm. part of my process because it's more like what are, set my intentions and pray what what am I going to be doing at nine mm. What will happen at 10? Oh, I know. You know what? Here's here's what's interesting about that that, that has brought me on. Um, this is a newer idea that I'm really trying to embrace or a new like wisdom teaching or whatever um, that is um, counter to my natural abilities or my natural, um, you know, sense is, you know, I used to think that there was a path for me. Right. And I was trying to find the path, yes. you know, and I was going to be doing this. And that's what success looked like. But now I've been learning over the years that it's more like a choose your own adventure book. Um, oh my gosh, I love those. Right? Where it's not that you're, it's right or it's wrong, or you've made a mistake or you've done it. And it just opens up a different path that each door opens up a different path. And there isn't a right or a wrong. It's just a different journey. And so that actually creates a lot of peace for me as an entrepreneur, knowing that it's not a fail or a win. It's just a different journey. And I keep trying to remind myself that over and over again. Um, and I think the choose your own adventure is a beautiful metaphor because, um, you know, I think so many of us get locked in things having to be a certain way. And um, I just don't think it works like that. Well, and and even if it is working, are we not leaving our divine purpose and potential for, for bigger and more beautiful opportunities because we're clinging to that. Right. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's that the old adage of it, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> or it's always been that way. Or even it is what it is. Like, okay, it, it is what it is. However. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, does it have to be? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that I've reached a point where I'm, when I, I find myself saying that, I'm like, oh, 
what's going on there? Mm, yeah, you're settling. Someone's got cranky pants on today. <laughs> it's a beautiful quote that um, has affected my life and has changed my course numerous times. And it's don't confuse comfort for happiness. Ooh. I like that. And, you know, it's uh, it's hard work sometimes to decide if that is comfort or if it's happiness or joy or whatever the yeah. essence of being. Um, but I have it burned my life down a couple times over that quote. <laughs> burned my life down. Uh, well, you know, I think the ultimately when you come back to <sighs> knowing who you are and and having or at least being on the path to knowing who you are, right? I mean, because I feel like I who I am is changing each day. That's true. And, mm-hmm. and I want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, excitement for who I'm going to be tomorrow, grace for who I was yesterday, and, and wholehearted openness to learning mm-hmm. and growing and supporting and being, you know, the best ally I can be today. So that when I wake up tomorrow into my future self, mm-hmm. I can look back and go, okay, I there is grace on these things, and I can see the lessons too. I can mm-hmm. see that I grew. I can see that I learned. And that part of that process is letting things go, Mm. letting things go, welcoming them in. But the letting things go seems to be for me in my life has been, has propelled me farther Mm. than the welcoming new things in. Mm. I am really bad at letting things go. So I I am absorbing those words and I'm going to just try to make a little little tea and soak it up. I am fighting everything in me not to sing Elsa right now. I cannot <laughs> even tell you. Like, well, it is I'm just going to so with the thank God for unanswered prayers there for a second because it was playing in my head. I mean, I had the soundtrack. I think I got like three verses in. So I'm with you, sister. That is so funny. Yeah, I still have that CD. I mean, actually, this physical CD. Um, yeah. I think I <laughs> totally random thought from that. But I, I often wonder, like, what what happens when the apocalypse hits, there is no more streaming music and I'm stuck with only what I have on CD. Oh, wow. I'm not a whole lot of Indigo Girls and Enya. Oh, oh my God, me too. That's so funny. <laughs> but I would be set even if I had to simply listen to my greatest collection of Indigo Girls, I'd be happy for the rest of my life. Yeah, me too. And a little Sarah McLachlan too. I got, got a lot of Sarah McLachlan. And the Cranberries. I mean, I like, too. Yes. 90s is kind of this, like... <laughs> Well, with the fair, um, you know, with all of the, um, those are my, that was my jam between actually, um, what was it called? Uh, they, the one with Pearl Jam. It was the, uh, it was another musical fest. Mm. Lollapalooza? Lollapalooza. Yes. Between Lilla Fair and Lollapalooza. Like that's basically my, my musical genre of my early self. So good yes. stuff. Yes. My, um, one of my besties at the time, Lyda and I, we went to the Lilliths and we went to, to see, uh, Indigo Girls more than once. That was such a good time. Mm. That was such a good time. I mean, really, like ha- <laughs> you're talking about being surrounded by empowered women. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, now yeah. that I look back, I'm like, well, duh. No wonder I love that. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, here's the thing is, I mean, this is true. True story. I'm being very vulnerable here. So, you know, if you have some shame comments, uh, keep them to yourself because I'm exposing myself. But like, I remember, um, going to those festivals and looking at the lesbians, really just admiring them because they were so like, in my mind, you know, I didn't have that awareness of who I was yet. They were just strong and powerful and free and, you know, just no bullshit. They were just, just 
kind of who they were. And I just remember like being like that, like person just watching all the lesbians thinking, I just want to be like that. So Isn't that interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like the your your truest self was knocking. I didn't oh. know what that was, right? Wake up! But it was. It was. It was my soul knocking on my own window, right? Yep. And that's that is a truism. When what a beautiful way to kind of go into the meditation time, right? It's like what is talking about doors, and now we're talking about like it could be your soul's door, mm. right? Versus the window, it could be the door, and you know take some time to listen, you know, what, what, uh, what doors need to be opened in your world, what doors need to be closed, and, and to shake off the shame of keeping them open or closed for too long, mm. and welcoming in those possibilities, because they are a, that's a beautiful journey to be on, uh, you know, it, and if we, if we do embrace, if all of you can, even for a moment, just embrace that concept of with every decision you make, a whole new set of possibilities is created. Like even when you make a choice that doesn't turn out like you thought it would, your next choice, mm. poof. Well, and you're probably getting the lessons or the tools that you needed to be able to, to open the next door, right? Yeah. And that is the truest of truths. So yeah. even when you think you're in failure, you are getting some piece of information that will be um, applicable to the next step. And because I've started so many businesses, I have, I know that like in the middle of what I, I think is a failure, you know, it's the lesson that I can draw from for the next thing. So, I mean, it, that is a true, true, you know, and we see that when we get a little bit older because we've done it, right? Yes. Yes. And and that's part of it, right? We, we do have to experience it. It's very difficult, I think, to, to teach that to someone. I really think it's an experience you need to honor yourself with. That's why they say an army of gray-haired women is going to change the world. <laughs> yes, I love that saying. And I, I absolutely think of you every time I see it. <laughs> well, it's good. Let's let's do the meditation because this is actually, we'll be, do it short and sweet. I think it's super applicable to, um, to today's conversation. We're going to um, do a guided meditation. So for anybody who has never done a guided meditation out there, basically, um, just we're follow my my voice and allow to whatever comes through you work through you um and then afterward journal it so that you um maintain the moment okay so finding that comfortable seat we're going to ground through those sitting bones once again and this time i want you to imagine from those sitting bones a root coming down from the spine deep into the earth really anchoring our body feeling the weight and the gravity really pulling us, grounding us, and feel that beautiful connection to our space. Just feel how your energy begins to shift when we, when we have this, this rooting cord. Let's start by bringing our attention to the very tip of the nose, and we're just centering here, breathing in and breathing out, allowing the thoughts to drift like water down the stream, releasing and repeating. Focusing awareness and tension there at the very tip of the nose. I want you to pull the breath from the nose into the mental screen, the space between the brows. Begin to count back from three to two to one. And walking down a path, I want you to imagine the path. Notice its shape, its color, if it's windy or if it's straight. I want you to visualize your surroundings. Look around and pay attention to what you see. 
Notice. And at the end of this path, you're going to come to two doors. And when you see the doors, notice their shape and their size, their color. Draw into their texture and the material they've created. And if there's any distinguishing characteristics about each door. Just taking a moment here to really pay attention to what you see. Now using your intuition, choose a door. Notice if there's a knob, what the knob looks like, and just gently open it. And when you open it, what do you see on the opposite side? Is there a message or a gift, a visual sound? Just bear witness. And experience whatever is behind the door you've chosen. Now gently just close the door, have a moment of gratitude for whatever it is that came to your mental screen. And then slowly begin to return on the path, step by step, noticing if there's any changes along the way, anything new that you may have missed. And then return back into the space, residing in your heart, the chest, your breath. Awareness back on the very tip of the nose and feel the air entering the nose and leaving the nose. And then flutter eyes. And just journal whatever it is that you saw. <laughs> that was a fun one for me. I felt a little bit like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. Like the, do the doorknob was really big and I had to use both hands. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. Here's what's amazing is that every one of us has such a unique visualization, right? With very few verbal cues. You know, yeah. there's something to be said for that. Our artistry and honoring that artistry, artistry that lives in each of us, right? Agreed. Agreed. Like it's just, I always feel, well, I mean, I love being read to. I love stories. I love listening to people's stories. Mm. I love that. I mean, I think most of us do. I think, and in particular, those who, who have mastered the art of quieting our minds mm -hmm. enough to listen for at least a short time. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and so it, it was really like I was being read a story. Mm. You're reading you a story. To create the ending, right? You, you know, what, what is that thing that was on the other end? And, and is that thing, you know, like, is there wisdom there? Is that something inside of you giving you a message or a lesson that maybe was buried because you weren't paying attention or asking, right? Yeah, so good. Oh, all right, friends. It's been another amazing Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here with us live. Thank you for watching the replays and listening to the podcast and sharing it out with those people in your world. You know, need a little, a little something each week in their life and... Um, you know, as always, if there are topics you want us to cover, if there's a question that you've got, something that's 
this twirling around in your brain that you think, ooh, I'd love to ask Molly or Deborah or Molly and Deborah. Like, we love those questions. That's absolutely 100% acceptable and welcomed. Um, until next week, see you soon. Have a great week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.